Academy Radio. Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of Popular Side Pod. The first, I believe, we've done specifically about the international break. I'm Fingal, I'm here with... Uh, Dylan. And Andrew. Uh, no Carl this week because he's going to pick up his dodgy car. Um, <laughs> I'll come with definitely being bought off someone dodgy. Hey, I've got to make the most of it. I've been promoted today. I know, so he's sitting on a comfy seat the now. comfy seat. Andrew, he's on a proper seat as well. But anyway, in the world. <laughs> anyway, we're going to kick it right off with Netherlands nil, England 1 with Lingard scoring the only goal. Yeah, well, they put out a quite young side. It was mm. quite of a surprising lineup, maybe. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, I looked at the uh, formation in the Independent on Saturday because I'm um, actually seen the formation up until that point. It was very strange. He didn't look to, to be playing with an out and out striker. No, uh, it was a bit of a surprising lineup. Um, we we had likes of uh, Lingard, Rashford. Obviously, there was no Harry Kane because he got injured. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, we got the job done, so it doesn't really matter what the lineup was. And to be fair, we played against quite a strong. Netherlands side it wasn't as if they put out quite a weak team but uh, one thing I was disappointed with we didn't get to see Justin Clover play because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's uh, Patrick Clover was in the ITV studio so we're doing good mm-hmm. seeing player but he didn't unfortunately um, but uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, Danny Rose he had a brilliant game I and, mean uh, that's a one good thing about England these days we seem to have amazing fullbacks we have um, well we seem to have with Danny Rose. Yeah, we've got Rose, we've got Walker, we've got Trippier, and yep. we've and Young's doing quite well at left-back for United. Yeah, yeah even Delph can play there as well. I know. It's, we've actually got a wealth of decent wide defence. The def- central defenders are doing quite as well. We've got Stones, who's doing very well at Man City. We've got um, Maguire, who's a superb centre-back for Leicester. I mean, Keane on his day can produce. We've got a Tar- Tarkowski. Burnley. Tr- Trakowski. 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 Something along them lines. <laughs> anyway, I don't speak Polish. I suppose it's Pol- probably is. Yeah, but um, I thought I thought Stones played quite well. To say that I don't think Stones has had that much game time this season. I think I think he's played like three games in the past four months for City. Um, and one of those games was where obviously City got battered by Liverpool. Um, but I thought he played quite well, and there was also this point where Danny Rosen made a horrible mispass, and it went to dust, and uh, Stones had literally just committed his full body into the challenge, and I thought it was really good by Stones. It showed the commitment that you need mm-hmm. to be a England defender. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, Deli Ali's well when he came on. Uh, I, I didn't think he'd done much. No, he didn't look too good. No, he, I, he's been... He hasn't had the best of times. In yeah, at the start when he scored against France in January 2016, it was a great goal to start his international career. But he's kind of tailed off recently, like most brilliant England players will at the like, international level. Even in the league, he's kind of tailed off with the goals. He's kind of more assisting now mm. than anything. I think it is okay that we're playing him in much more of a number ten. Um, um, supply and demand role rather than a uh, well just an out and out attacking sh- uh, midfielder yeah but um, I thought genuinely like because he, he didn't start he had came on off the bench and uh, he lost the ball like so many times mm. he just didn't see him the Deli Alley of last season and for some reason Danny Welbeck came on 
I don't know why Danny Welbeck's in the I, team. <laughs> neither. Um, has he played for Arsenal recently, or has he just been benched most of the time? He, he played recently because mm. uh, he, he dived. I think it was two weeks ago. And uh... <laughs> I like how that's where you identify Danny Rose. <laughs> oh, he dived two weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, that's all I can remember. He dived. Well, I mean, I love the way like DZ off Arsenal fan TV sums him up. He's literally Bambi on ice. He gets a foot of goal, <laughs> like he he just doesn't know what to do with himself. I mean, in recent years about England, Gomez has withdrawn himself from the England squad. I'm gutted about that. Absolutely gutted. I uh, haven't seen him much this um, season because I'm not a Liverpool fan. Is he actually any good? Yeah, he's, he's actually quite decent, to be fair. Mm. Like, it's his full like, season with us as well. And to be fair, he doesn't play that bad. Since uh, Nathaniel Klein's out, um, we're left with him and Trent, Alexander mm. Arnold. So I think he'll definitely be a, one of the best, maybe, yeah, one of the best England centre backs in the years to come, to be fair. He's, he's quite good. Mm. And uh, in in the game, Vardy came on as well. I don't even think he got a touch of the ball, so that was right. a bit disappointing. I think Vardy's a exceedingly good shout for the um, English squad, and I don't. I think the best option is to have him as our third choice strikers. Him and Kane are that dissimilar that, and he's that old that you can't mould him into a Kane-like striker. No, no, but, definitely not. But if you have Rashford there, he's young enough in which you can mould him into a Kane-like strike and have him playing alongside Kane. We'll get on to our England levels, England eleven soon. But the um, Vardy, he's been doing all right last of his season. I think it'd be a superb if you used to bring him on in 15 minutes from the game and he can just run around the back line for straight in the opposite, opposition centre-backs. He's got that short burst of pace. He's, I think if we play him as a... Um, Super Subby would be a very interesting to see him at the World Cup. Yeah, I think it just worries me um, when it comes to players like Vardy is if they'll play around Vardy when he comes on. Mm. Because to me, England are going to try and play around Harry Kane like they do with Tottenham. Yeah. And that could be a bit of a woody for Vardy as he's not used to that mm. type of play where the ball just gets passed to him like all the time. It's all around Vardy. But he's a decent enough player, so maybe he will. Be all right at the World Cup, so yeah, could could be good in the big game as well because uh, I think he's scored the most goals against the top six this season, so could be very good for like the harder games. So you want to have a run about Jesse Lingard to right? <laughs> I've had a think about it today. I wrote this last night, and I've had a think about it today, and my points more or less about his attitude towards the game of football rather than his playing ability because yeah, well, that's un- my problem well. undou- undoubtedly he's a superb player and if he played like a J- if he if he acted like a James Milner I think he might be one of my favourite players if he oh God, if he didn't play for Manchester United but the point I have about him is he is um, he it's the way he like carries himself it's just, yeah it's the way he, he's just he's he's so I don't. He's quite cocky for his yeah. age. He's too happy. Yeah. He's too happy playing football. <laughs> He's too happy doing his job. Footballers should be like the rest of us. They should hate their jobs. Of course, I don't hate my job. Love it, but that's not the point. There should be like most people who've just started the job in their early twenties and hating it. But he's doing all this stuff with Pogba, like, well, basically idolising. Po- Anyone who idolises Pogba is the type of person to think of all them YouTubers wrapping their cars. Oh, that looks like a really nice car, that. That's something I want to be driving around central London in. To be fair, I'd be happy considering he gets paid pretty much the same as Harry Kane. I'd be be happy in this situation. Yeah, but... I hate hate his celebrations. Oh, right. The Wakanda one he did... 
fair yeah, enough. Yeah. You like a film. Put something on Twitter. Put something on Instagram. Don't do the Wakanda forever. I was half, I was half suspecting Ben Shiripot to pop up and say Wakanda doesn't exist. You won't get that joke. I'll explain it to you later. Right, okay. He's, I won't get into it because... Actually, no, I can't because it's not wrong. He's a right-wing YouTuber who just basically go. When the Black Panther movie came out, people were going, oh, it's quite nice to see a black actor doing well for himself. Good on him. Hollywood finally recognising how good black actors are. And he popped up and said, actually, Wakanda doesn't exist. And I was like, we know. He goes, oh, did you? Yeah, mate. Of course you did. Well, so he was trying to say that the majority of the population uh, like stupid. Basically saying that you shouldn't be that you can't do the Wakanda forever thing because Wakanda doesn't exist and it's not a real country, so you can't dare enjoy that film, mate. It's a superhero film. I doubt that's the main point about it. That's, that's like being like, well, Star Wars isn't real and yeah. all the Marvel yeah. heroes in general. <laughs> anyway, getting off that, um, we might as well do the England Eleven. Now you have cars, don't you, Dylan? No, I don't. He, he didn't give me it. Useless. You know, you. you anyway, I'll do mine. I've gone for a simple 4-4-2 Brexit football. Classic. <laughs> Brexit means Brexit. Uh, I've got Butland in net, Walker at right back, Stones and Maguire as a centre-back pairing, Rose on the um, as left, left back. Ah, there's a problem here. It, sh- it goes Sterling on the right mid, Wilshire and Dyer in the as a midfield pairing, Ali playing out, on the, out wide for a little bit. And then maybe him and Rashford switch. Rashford going out wide, Ali dropping into a um, more of a cam roll. But with um, then Kane playing up top with Rashford at the start. I've kind of drawn up like a preliminary England squad. I've got like my three goalkeepers. I've got Butland and I've got Heaton. But it's the third one. I don't know whether to take Hart just because he's got that World Cup experience he can bring a bit to like the younger lads. Or do you bring Pope because he's been playing well? I would bring Pope yeah, because I, I don't I think Hart at all. I think bringing Hart would give him an extra lease of life and think that he's entitled to the England squad. While just phase, phasing him out now and not playing him in this international break then dropping him for the World Cup wouldn't be that big of a news story. I think that's why... Southgate's done it. At least I hope that's why Southgate's done it. Yeah, I would rather see Heaton and Pope, which would be quite interesting to see two Burnley keepers in the England squad. <laughs> um, but you say about uh, Burnley keepers, but Burnley keepers are men. Like Burnley's team is built around defending, so to mm. me they would be quite decent goalkeepers to bring to the World Cup. Yeah, well, the di- but I've, you know, I've just I've actually missed someone out. I think it might actually be a battle between Pickford and Pope because I think, no, not Pickford and Pope, Heaton and Pope as to which Burnley keeper comes. Yeah, probably will be. Because I think Pickford will go along with them. Uh, as well, I think uh, being alone, uh, both Pope and uh, the other Burnley keeper, Heaton, Heaton, Heaton. Yeah, I think it will cause a bit of like competition between the two. I don't yeah. know if it'll be very healthy. I both. think it could actually bring a bit of like camaraderie because in the nineties you had like the Liverpool and the Man United sector, the um, England team. Like they used to like, keep themselves. Very interesting to have a Burnley section of it. <laughs> Having pints of gravy, lovely. Um, but. Yeah, I think it will be between Heaton and Pope as to who gets the third England choice, which I think that's very important because when one of our keepers eventually gets injured, which, let me be honest, I think one of them will, 
Yeah, we're, we're due one of them in a World Cup now. Because I think it can all go well, but then we'll have something that ruins it for us. So in 2010, when uh, Heskey injured Ferdinand. Oh, the, and then the captaincy got given to Gerard, and we ended up having to bring Matthew Upson. Oh, yes. Oh, the glory days. Matthew. England football. <laughs> a golden generation. <laughs> uh, on the golden generation. I I'm going to get on to eras in the next part of Wales with um, Wales versus China, but the golden generation, problem with that name I have, don't call it a golden generation until they've succeeded at something. Like, the Netherlands golden generation in the 70s with Cruyff, call that a golden generation, fine. They got to a fight, they got to two finals of a World Cup. Didn't win anything, but they looked amazing doing it. The golden generation, the only thing they had going for it was a quarter final, was a round of 16 win against Ecuador. Was the golden generation from like Gerard and Lampard now? Gerard, Lampard, Rooney, Skulls, Owen, Beckham, yeah, you know yeah. Terry, Ferdinand. One problem there didn't have a decent enough keeper. We ended up having to do with Robert, Rob Green, Scott Carson, and David uh, Calamity Germs. All right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just spoke about it. Actually. Do you want you want to do your England never about to move on there? I do, yes, and so does I do. Yeah. Well, I've went for the four-three-two-one uh, formation. I've got Pickford in goals, uh, Kyle Walker right back, because I don't think anybody else even comes close to stealing that away from him. Uh, I've got Gary Gary Cahill because I think we need a bit of experience in the side. Uh, John Stones, Danny Rose, um, and then in the central midfield positions, I've got uh, Eric Dyer, John Henderson, Jack Wilshire. And then in the two camp positions, I've got Sterling and Rashford. And then in front, I've got Harry Kane. Interesting, though. I think on the Walker point, I think if Trippier performs as well as he did, he's second to none in crossing. Yeah. But if we want to play, I think he'd be... A, I think him and Walker, I think he can play in the changes because I think they're just as good as each other. Yeah. But I'll play Walker because he's got that just little bit more experience in an international setup. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. that's why I've picked uh, Cahill as well, because mm. he's played in the Euros. Euros so, and World Cup. Yeah, so I thought a bit of experience in there, and he'll be able yeah. to lead the, the boys to yeah. hopefully victory. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Go on, if I get all the groups this year, I think they deserve a knighthood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Andrew? Uh, I've gone for a 4 2 3 1 uh, with Butland Nets, Walker, Cahill, Stones. Uh, Rose, Dyer, Henderson, Sterling, Ali, Rashford, and Kane up top. Uh, I think it's pretty much exactly the same as, as yours, Dylan's. Just uh, yeah, I don't have Deli Ali mine. I uh, can't stand him. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I hate him. One of our best players. I'm not having him. I don't think it's I don't know. He just hasn't been performing though. Give him Scotland. We don't want him. He just dives all the time as oh, well. Oh yeah. But... Honestly, it just. Hey, if he dives in the semi-final of a, if he dives in like the quarter-final of a World Cup and gets the last-minute penalty and scores it. He can dive as much as he wants, as long as it's not as long as it's not against Pal- against Palace. Yeah, we got the VRs uh, in the World Cup though, so I won't be right. Able to... I'm gonna get annoyed <laughs> this World Cup. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of cups, the China Cup, which was basically a poor man's tournoi, um, China lost six nil to Wales, the People's Republic, lost six nil to a bunch of farmers. Um, <laughs> Bell scored three times, Vogue scored twice, and Wilson once. Um, have you ever actually heard of the Tournoi? No. It's our it's our only tournament win in the last like or well, since '66. 
not including the international tournament. So that's how important it was to us. It was a friendly tournament. It was like to set up the, um, like as if you were to send like the under twenty ones like Russia now just to test out the stadiums and the facilities. All right, okay. But this time they sent the full squad. Right. And that was where Roberto Carlos scored that famous free kick against France. Oh yeah. Where like oh, yeah, scooped yeah. in that. But we, we beat the Brazilians. We beat the French. We beat the Italians. Did they put out the under twelves? No, they had their best players there, and we won it. And we had like a thirty-four yard right up top. Gee whiz! I know. Wow. No, but um, anyway, uh, Gareth Bale with them with that hat trick against the People's Republic have become um, Wales's leading goal scorer, taking over from Ian Rush. Yeah, I saw the uh, the goal that he had uh, he scored to uh, overtake Ian Rush, and I think it, it's quite good for Wales because he kind of. It's like a new era mm-hmm. for Wales, and uh, I'll get on to the year in a minute. But go on. <laughs> I think uh, Gareth Bale can really set the bar high for when it comes to goals for Wales, and then the next generation can try and beat it. Cause I don't think Wales have had that much talent ever, really. No, because people saying that. Um, Bale is the greatest ever Welsh player. I think are a bit misguided because John Charles played for them, one of the greatest like British players we'll ever see. But the only reason that we're saying Bale has done it is because he's in recent memory and he's on record and he's like got cam back in back in like the fifties in Wales that they they haven't even heard of electricity. <laughs> they were still using like paraffin lamps. I should stop with my Wales bashing. We're going to lose that one Welsh vi- listener we have. No, you can't take away the fact that Doug Gareth Bale mm. is just a, oh, yeah, a brilliant player. player. I think yeah. it's uh, just I think his the, injuries that hold mm. him back. I think the um, point about Wales, I think the reason they succeed so much is because it was that much desire just to get to a international tournament. I think they now might have taken their foot off the gas a little bit. Because mm. now they've gotten to and think, oh, we've achieved it now. Like we can, we're, we're one of the big boys now. We got to a semi final, and now they haven't got to a World Cup in which England very much have. Weren't they above us in the FIFA World Rankings? Probably. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but where are you now? Eh? I was looking at the recent ones, and I can't remember what. Like I think it was uh, was it like Romania or something that was above us, and I was like, how? How was this? Oh, happen? the FIFA World Rankings are the most ridiculous things because it's like it's like a league table, but. There's like some technical. It's like in rugby where you got like extra points for tries. Only you probably get an extra point for every million pounds you give to Seth Blatter's dog. All right, fair enough. So do we get extra points for like clean shit, boring games and stuff, clean sheets? Do, do we get? I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm just guessing there probably a bonus points in there. Is that ridiculous? Yeah. Sure, you get bonus points how far you get in a tournament, which is fair enough. We got we got knocked out by Iceland. Yeah, but it's still round of 16. I think we're round about the same, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, Andrew, do you want to wax lyrical about um, Gareth Bale? He's amazing. <laughs> All round good player. <laughs> that and was a pretty good <laughs> description. I, I loved it. Um, anyway, on the I recently I read a BBC article on the um, thing while I was doing this, and it came with the gigs era. I mean... I don't think it's an era yet. You can't. I don't think you can really call it an era until he's because for all we know, he could get sacked tomorrow because he's been caught by the Telegraph doing dodgy things with a pint of wine. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't be don't be asking for the advice of Sam Allardyce. That's all I can say. But when he when he achieves something, I think he will do something with Wales because he's got a good enough squad there and he's got a good enough tactical now after being like assistant to um, 
Van Kyle and Moyes, both decent managers in their own right. And he was also like, wasn't he? Was he a coach under Fergie or was he still a player? I think he was like a player coach. But either way, he's been under Fergie and he's got a decent enough repertoire there. Um, God, just interrupt. I think the the fact of uh, the gigs at her, what what kind of annoys me about it is it. I think that if it was just any other manager who just strolled up and just took the job, we wouldn't be talking about this gigs at her. No one's ever said a Coleman era, have they? No. No one's ever said the Gary Speed era. No. He, people maybe said the um, John Toshak era. But the he's that big of a name for Gunnar Colton era. I mean, if, say, like, I don't know. Um, Let's say if, like, Stevie G walked into the Liverpool job. It would be called the Stevie Gerrard era. Yeah, but he was a good but, player, but he's a yeah. good coach. But if, say, the Wales job was just taken over by, I don't know... Um, I think of a player or just a manager. I'm just uh, let me do this because I want. I have a think. Uh, I think I have a good thing. Right, if Malky Mackay walked into the Wales job, it wouldn't be called the Malky Mackay era. It would just be called just. It would just be called just new Wales. Manager. Yeah, just new yeah. Ma- new manager takes the Wales job. Speaking of Malky Mackay, his old side Scotland lost one nil to the Costa Ricans. It was the start of McLeish's second stint in charge of Scotland and. He was already being booed at the end of it. The most McLeish thing I have ever seen, apart from managing, taking down Birmingham City, then immediately getting the Aston Villa job. See, we played Costa Rica in the World Cup, didn't we? Mm. Uh, did we draw? Was yeah, we, like drew, we drew game? in the last match. <laughs> British uh, quality. So, to be fair, Scotland losing to Costa Rica, we can't really laugh at it because we didn't do any better in the 2014 World Cup. We can because it's a Scots. And did the Scots make it to the World Cup? No. <laughs> and England very much did. I don't think like Scotland will ever... I don't know. I don't no, because he said, oh, I think I can get into the first international tournament since 1998. Is that a line speed? Yeah. Dear God. They had a decent side, didn't they? They, had an- they, didn't, no, they didn't have anti Nemi. That was the old talk sport thing. Have you ever seen that? What? Right, this talk sport call, his arts fan, calls him up and goes, oh, I know arts... You know arts have a good squad? He goes, aye, aye, they do. And he goes... And we've already got this player and that player in the World Cup. I can't remember them. I don't watch Scottish football that much. <laughs> I watch Celtic and Hibernian and maybe, you know, the little bit of cup final. But, and then he goes, well, wh- why don't we get Antinemi in the squad? Antinemi is a Finnish keeper. Right. He's been okay. capped for Finland in World Cup qualification. He goes, Antinemi? He goes, yeah. He's from Finland. He's what? <laughs> he's Finnish. He's not Finnish. He's only 28. <laughs> What? That's like that's like me fundamental going, you know, that's Salah, he's a pretty good player. I think he should be in the England side. Speaking of that, did you see John Bishop's sim for comic relief? Uh sports relief? Oh, no, I didn't. He done like he done like a he wanted to like make England better again. So he done like a full lineup of like what our team should be and it was just all players that weren't English, so it was like De Bruyne, Salah and <laughs> etc. It was quite funny. Ah, uh, don't mind a bit of John Bishop, but um Scotland have a decent savvy have the likes of Matt Ritchie, um Lee Griffiths. Uh, Kieran Tierney from Celtic is a superb little talent. Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson, of course. Uh, actually, that's a bit of a problem there. Both play left back, don't they? Mm. Ooh. Robertson's been playing really well. Two left backs. Get him on. <laughs> when you oh left anyway. Back, left wing back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a child playing football manager. <laughs> and no, but I think they've they've got a bit of a problem with the goalkeepers. So they've got McGregor and Marshall and. 
I can't remember who plays for Celtic, but he used to play for Sunderland. I'm not going to try and Google it. But that they've got like 30 year old keepers. They haven't got a single young one, and they are they got a bit decent young talent outfield, but their defence is a bit shaky. Yeah, I mean they've got Charlie Mulgrew as their captain, who isn't a superb player. But um, anyway, that's all we really have for um, the so, Scotland match. You say on the Rinod already been booed, so is he just took taken over as manager. It's his first friendly match in charge. Right. Okay. At so. Hamden, which is their national stadium. Walks off at full time, already being booed by the Tartan army. Yeah, it's not a very good start. Oh, it's well for him. Oh, it's well for him. Anyway, um, gonna move on to Red's talk now. Working to Academy Radio. One 0 loss to Mickleover Sports. Just, uh, it's just getting worse and worse, isn't it? I'm not gonna do another really sob story. Please donate. Um, <laughs> I am just gonna say that. I f- we can't. I can't blame the players. I can't really blame them. We've had, we lost Carl May at the start of the season. We lost Jake Simpson halfway through, and we've recently lost Nathan Watson. And we've had to like try and flesh in these new players. Stop playing your tiny violin. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you're more annoying than Carl last week in the episode we didn't release, which will be lost to the archives. Um, but just put in a good performance at the end. If we don't get in, we don't get in. That doesn't mean you should take the foot off the gas because there's still a very, very small chance we could get into the playoffs. If we just... If we just pull your heads in, just pull your heads in, you get it. You might get it. You never know. So how far are you off the playoffs now? Too far. I think <laughs> we're around, like, 10th and we end in, at like, the start of a year we were around 2nd. So how many points... I don't know. I, I, I genuinely cannot bring myself to look at the league table. <laughs> because I know I'll just get really annoyed. So do you want to talk about the new stadium? Oh, yeah. Um, the Should we call him producer? Because I think he is a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr., um, our IT teacher, Mr Williamson, brought to my attention... I had known about this, but... Workington Town and Workington AFC are allegedly going in for a joint stadium thing for the uh, in time for the 2021... Rugby League World yeah, Cup? Yeah. I mean, I'd be up for that. As long as we have standing sections. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of artwork, would you say, of it. It wasn't really much. but it An, inter- an artist's interpretation. Design. Yeah, it, it looks looked quite nice. And to be fair, I think that's what we need. It's like a new upgraded stadium. Mm. I mean, Derwent Park, in reality, isn't actually that old. It's just a bit decrepit. I mean, they used to share with... Um, Reds when Bill Shankly was there and he hated the rugby league club because he just turf up all the grass so he couldn't play it along the ground. <laughs> so I wonder what happened <laughs> to one of the like, reasons uh, why he actually left. I wonder what to like work in Comets. You know, like the... Oh, they'll probably have a speedway track there going yeah. around the side. Which, I mean... I th- who's actually taking a speedway team when you're negotiating a thing? Like, no offence, I do not care about speedway in the slightest. <laughs> I do not... There's one problem, like, when, if you look at the West Ham thing, when you move away from home, like, Borough Park, make sure you're not moving too far away. Like, you're not moving to, like, Stainburn, or you're not moving to, like, up near Hamilton, near the college. Don't move too far away from the centre of, like, your community and that club for both of them. Yeah. Because fans will just resent it, and you just, you, you'll end up doing badly. Because if the fans aren't with you, your players won't be with you. Kind of like Cardiff when they uh, change the, yeah. the jerseys to... Red. Oh, Carl wouldn't have changed the jerseys to green. That would be sp- sponsored by Popular Side Pod. 
Hey, if you if reds want to get us on the strip, I'm completely up for that. Or we could just oh, if work want in the blues. No, never. Never. <laughs> Please sponsor us. No, we sponsor them. Fair enough. Come on. Get that with the sponsor. Get with yeah. the times. Uh, yeah, there you go. No, but, I mean, if of course, if I want to name a stand after me, I mean, I, I'm completely up for that. <laughs> no, I think you could na- name two stands, or if town want the name for the ground, let them have it. But, two stands for, like, town, two stands for... No, of course, you like, don't end the town end. Two, like, stands either side. They've, let one of them name it, like, the Bill Shankly stand of a... And then make sure the other one's after us. Of course, of yes. course. <laughs> or let the other one name it, like, the Gus Risman stand of a big Gary with the pie stop, shop stand. Scott Carson stand. Oh, don't even. I just... Grant Holt stand. I, act- I was walking... <laughs> I went in to buy a newspaper in WH Smith's in... Um, was Carl there? On Saturday- no, he was dead early in the morning before I went to work. And I was outside, you know, they have like the boards with the headlines on. Yeah. Someone said, it's Carson tip for World Cup squad. Oh, who's he even playing for now? Derby. Right, so. Who's tipping Carson for a World Cup player? Who's doing that? Yeah, Which, he's lapping up. If it's, is this the same man who accused Jeremy Cobb of being Czechoslovakian spy? I'm guessing so. <laughs> but when you think about it, though, there's always these World Cup surprises, so he could get in. What, could Scott slide Carson in. just turned up in like Joe Hart's suitcase? Well, it could Popping happen. Popping out. Right, mate. <laughs> Hello. Anyway, moving on to Million Pound Drog. Working to Academy Radio. Right. I'm really worried for this. Oh, it's a good one. I spent time on this one. I went on two websites. I lie, I went on one. <laughs> I've been <laughs> for weeks. Oh. I've been I... one at all. Sorry. <laughs> I do not have a middle name. Right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Stop. Um, while Mario. No. Hurricane. Incorrect. That's your guess every time. <laughs> I don't know who to say. I am six foot. Stop. Uh, Andy Carroll. Incorrect. It's bigger than six foot. Oh, Anna. Sour. Incorrect. I was born in Watford. Stop and the Rob Green. Incorrect. Tridini. Incorrect. I think he was born in the Midlands, actually. Um, I made 192 appearances for Villa. Um, stop. Fabian Dell. Incorrect. Good shout, though. Darren Bent. Incorrect. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> just blasting fast. Playing for, playing for Burton now. Mm. Um... I played 57 times for my country in four major tournaments. Uh, I need time to think. Um, don't have time. Come I on. know. I can't on the season, now you mean? No, I can't. Next one. Right. I first managed Mid- Middlesbrough as a player manager. Stop. No, I'm wrong. Gareth Correct! I just actually got one! D- I'm going home now. <laughs> He's leaving the... F- <laughs> Come back in. No, because if you close the door, it's just... Shouldn't yeah. it be me who's leaving? You just beat me. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually... Well done. Good. Shake his hand now. Not yours, oh. Dylan. No, don't shake... Get, get your top. <laughs> That's oh, actually, no. I'm actually <laughs> amazed by that. The next question was... 
I went on, I went on record saying my nickname was the Gate or Harry. Now, listeners, if I you haven't got that. if you haven't seen the Aston Villa Gareth Southgate video where he goes on about his nickname, watch it. It's comedy gold. Mm. You've been doing your research, Andrew. You see, I I, I just I just remember that um, uh, he, he managed like Middlesbrough and had a thirty-five percent win uh, win, win rate with. Why can't you bang up these stats normally? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to move on now to... Um, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm flustered. We're going to move on to uh, all-time five-a-side. Working to Academy Radio. It's okay, Dylan. You can maybe recover yourself here. Um, we're gonna, <coughs> we've, start, we've, of course, finished the European one, the European Cup one. Now we're going to move on to England. Um, all-time five-a-side. Um, goalkeepers, of course, first. Um... Andrew, you want to go first? Since you won. Yeah. <laughs> against Dylan. Uh, I picked Peter Shelton. Uh, Dylan, who have you picked? Well, I... see, I don't, I don't know who to pick. I'll pick Gordon Banks. Okay, fair enough. Um, Andrew, you make your argument first. Uh, he had the most appearances for England. Uh, he also had the most, at one point, the most professional appearances in football. He also got to a semi-final and also was voted uh, as one of the best goalkeepers within the 2000s. Mm. Now you mean, in the, you mean he was voted the best goalkeeper in the 2000s, he wasn't actually playing in the 2000s? Yeah, like, no, the, yeah I, I, right, good. Yeah. I was just clearing that up. Anyway, Dylan, you want to make your argument? Uh, well, I picked, what a save, Gordon Banks. Um, obviously, he's won the World Cup with England. Mm. Um, you know, obviously played with Bobby Moore. He played with some of the well, yeah, the the best England side we've had since we won the World Cup. You're lying. I'm talking about England 2012 squad. That golden <laughs> generation, it was good. Matthew Upson. Ooh. Oh yes. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say to be honest. You're you flustered after that. I actually am. I'm, I'm actually really good. <laughs> I am actually, I'm surprised. Hey, credit to Andrew. But anyway, um, I will now pick. Gordon Banks. Whoa, what a surprise. I am I shocked. Mean, anyway. Um, I won. I know. Oh, what? <laughs> Did you, you, you actually have to process that. I thought you were just going to pick Andrews because my argument was awful. No, but yeah, overall, I think Banks is the better keeper, technically. Anyway, um, that is all from Popular Side Pod this week. If you want to check us out on Twitter, it's at popular underscore side. Um... Can I just shout out Mikey? Because he helped me do the run nod from last week's episode that didn't get released. But and you wonder Mikey. why it didn't get released. <laughs> anyway, shout out Mikey, of course, from Dylan. Uh, shout out Andrew, who managed to get, of course, a thing. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's all from us. I've been Fingal. I've been Dylan. I've been Andrew. And so collective, goodbye.